that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of none effect. Because the law worketh wrath. For where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be by grace. To the end the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, <clears throat> when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And being fully persuaded that what he had promised he was able to perform, and therefore it was imputed to him for righteousness. Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him, but for us also to whom it shall be imputed. If we believe on him that raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead, who was delivered for our offences and was raised again for our justification. So again we're in this absolutely amazing book the book of Romans and as I keep saying the whole book the whole Bible is absolutely amazing <laughs> and every bit fits in with everything else yes and here we're going to find an illustration from the Old Testament and he's using Abraham as an illustration of righteousness by faith and we just had preciously brought before us this morning haven't we that experience of Thomas who would not believe until he'd seen the wounds in his side and the wounds in his hands and the Lord Jesus said Thomas because you have seen you have believed blessed are all they who have not seen yet believe that's us isn't it all of us here this morning blessed We've not seen him, but we believe. We believe in his death and all the purpose of that death, and we believe in his resurrection from among the dead. We believe. And because we believe, that is accounted to us as righteousness, the righteousness of God. So isn't that wonderful? 
brought a tear to my eyes to think, you know, not seeing the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe. And we believe one day we're going to see him. Now I think it's important to read this chapter, uh, which is another very other detailed chapter in Galatians chapter 3. But if you have time in your own time, if you read Galatians chapter 3, we'll refer to it. Um, Paul's reasoning is on the same lines. With an illustration from Abraham, and particularly bringing in the law. There's a big issue with the law, isn't there? Between law and grace, there is a big issue with that. Um, And with faith. The Jews still go to this day about to establish their own righteousness and not being established by the righteousness of God. They're still in that situation, aren't they? They don't seem to get that cursed is everyone that hangeth on the tree. So the Lord Jesus Christ was made a curse for us. Cursed is everyone that does not live according to that law and no man can live according to that law of the Ten Commandments. Therefore, all is undone. All are lost. So it's by faith in the work of Christ. And I think with Jesus' prayer this morning, he was talking about our Lord Jesus Christ as the centre. Isn't that a lovely thought? He is the centre of everything. The centre of the Father's counsel. Right from the beginning of the book of Genesis, he is there. The promise of his coming. Abraham, we'll we'll see in Galatians 6, I'll just turn to that briefly, Galatians chapter 6, because there's one important verse which says there, verse 16, now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, unto thy seed, which is Christ. So he singularizes the seed, which is referring to the Lord Jesus Christ. So all these promises, the promise that was given to Abraham, is fulfilled in the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, the seed, the center of the promise because this Bible's talking to us about the promise now isn't it it's all centered in the Lord Jesus Christ the fulfillment of everything in the early church they had <clears throat> a great crisis right at the beginning of the early church uh, which was resolved fortunately um, but it was a very deep crisis and that was because there was some Jews who were believers but were insisting you must be circumcised as well and you must keep the law of God totally contradictory to what Paul is telling us in Romans the whole book Going back to the law, it's putting the clock back, yes? Scripture tells us we are free from the law, we are dead to the law. For righteousness, our righteousness is faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So when the seed come, it's the end of the law for righteousness. Present Jews have not grasped that yet either, have they? They still think they can be saved by keeping the law. And they can't be saved by keeping the law. And then he talks in these lovely verses, Cometh this blessedness then upon the circumcision only, or upon the uncircumcision also. The blessedness. It's wonderful, isn't it? The happiness, that means, the blessedness. The happiness that we have sins forgiven, happiness we have imputed righteousness all the blessedness of what we as Christians and our inheritance our heavenly inheritance that is coming to us all this blessedness in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ upon the cross and his glorious resurrection absolutely fantastic isn't it this blessedness comes on the uncircumcision also the Gentiles us. not only on the Jews but on the Gentiles for we say that faith was reckoned to Abraham through righteousness now how was it reckoned when he was in circumcision or uncircumcision not in circumcision but in uncircumcision so what the, the Jews were trying to say is yes God gave a promise to Abraham that in him all the nations of the world would be blessed. That was the promise. But then the law came 430 years later. So what the Jews are now saying, ah yes, but the law has been added to the promise. Now we have to keep the law as well. And the covenant to Abraham of circumcision, which was only a seal of the sign of his righteousness by faith. That's the Jews saying that the Gentiles must continue with Levitical ordinances and be circumcised is all wrong, isn't it? The blessedness comes upon the uncircumcised, the Gentiles, through faith, not by keeping the law or being circumcised. Clearly says in verse 11, receive the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had been yet uncircumcised. He was actually circumcised 13 years later after the promise. Yes. He was 86 when Ishmael was born. He was 99 when God entered a covenant of circumcision with Abraham. So in the words, the promise was in 13 years. You can see his reasoning, can't you? Promise was in before the law. And the father of circumcision, who are not of the circumcision only, but also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had been yet uncircumcised. For the promise that he should be heir of the world, that is, all nations of the world would be blessed through Abraham and the spiritual seed is what we've got today isn't it we've still got the spiritual seed of Abraham all those who believe by faith 
in the Lord Jesus Christ in his death and resurrection. That's multitudes of us in this world at this present time. Multitudes. Remember what God said to Abraham? Took him outside and look at the stars. Can you number the stars? Millions and millions and galaxies and stars. You can't number them. The promise was, so shall thy seed be. And he was the father of all who believe. That's us, we believe. Part of his spiritual prosperity of Abraham. And then he comes on to the law, doesn't he? For if they which are of the law be heirs, then faith is made void and the promise of non effect. Now you can't touch this promise. That's what Paul's telling these Jews. You can't touch the promise. It's perpetual. For perpetuity. It's given by grace. But there comes in grace as well. There's always a conflict with law and grace. Promise was by grace. Through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So they cannot make this promise of non-effect. Because the law, it works rough. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but that which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. I hope I'm not getting too complex here because Romans sometimes you have to read it three or four times <laughs> to really get what it means. Uh, but you can see his reasoning clearly. In Galatians, the Galatian believers, they'd gone back to law, hadn't they? Paul could not believe that they'd gone back to law. He tells them, how did you receive the Holy Spirit? Was it by keeping the law? Or was it by faith? The answer is, by faith. The law can't save you. It's 430 years later, the law came in. But it has not disannulled the promise. And then we get these lovely words of, of Abraham's faith towards the end. Who against hope, verse 18, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. Against hope, believed in hope. It says he considered not his body now dead or the deadness of Sarah's womb. Well, that doesn't mean he, he did consider it, didn't he? In the Genesis, he did consider it. Because when God came to him, he, he made a mistake with Ishmael uh, because that wasn't the promised seed. Isaac would be the promised seed. But when he was told, Sarah shall have a son, he laughed. That's what Abraham did. He laughed. 
How is that going to be possible? I'm dead, and Sarah, in the deadness of Sarah's womb, how are we going to have a son? He laughed. And Sarah laughed as well, didn't she? And Isaac's name means laughter. Now, I think that's quite nice, isn't it, what the Lord is saying there? The son of promise was called laughter, Isaac. Because they laughed. But God is able to do anything. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, when he was about 100 years old, nor yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Make sure ask the question is in how strong is our faith? And being fully persuaded what he had promised he was able to perform. Let's think about that in life's troubles then. God is able. Then put that in my little doorbell on a little note which you put inside my doorbell which is God is able. Can't read it now because it's all disintegrated. <laughs> but God is able. Wonderful, isn't it? Now it was not written for his sake alone that it was imputed to him but for us also to whom it shall be imputed if we believed on him who raised up Jesus our Lord from the dead who was delivered for our offences and raised again for our justification. Only his death, his resurrection raised again for our justification. Now Abraham did not see these promises, did he? He did not see the fulfillment of these promises. He died, along with Isaac and Jacob and others. They died. They didn't see the fulfillment of these promises. But they were persuaded of them, and they embraced them, and they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in this world and that's us again isn't it what have we got in this world we are strangers to this world we are pilgrims we're passing through it to a heavenly inheritance now again in, in John chapter 9 the Lord Jesus is speaking to the Jews he told the Jews clearly, you are going about to kill me. He says, you are of your father, the devil. And they said, Abraham is our father. Jesus tells them otherwise, yes. They were going about to kill him. The one who had come from the father. He said, before Abraham was I am. That's a tremendous statement, isn't it? A supreme statement of the existence of God. A supreme name of God. I am. 
God manifest in flesh in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus also said to them, Abraham, he rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. That's the seed. Yes, the seed that should come, the Lord Jesus Christ. He saw it by faith. And we can see by faith all that the Bible tells us what's going to happen now in the future. In the book of Revelation, for example, we believe all that by faith that we haven't seen it yet, but it is going to take place. Abraham rejoiced to see my day. What a faith Abraham had. Yes. And what blessedness we have. all these things that we've been talking about so if you go home and read Galatians 3 as well you'll find the similar bit about the promise about law grace in Galatia they're trying to mix grace with law you know, and you need the law because you're a sinner you need grace to keep the law that's what they were saying, which is totally false again, isn't it? Nothing to do with the law anymore, is it? That's why on many churches you will not see the Ten Commandments written on the wall. <laughs> yeah, they're not existent. Because dead to the law. Free from the law. We have the righteousness of Christ. And that is very blessed, shall we pray. Our Father, again we thank thee for this wonderful book that is in our hands. And we recall that many gave their lives for it in the past to have it in print. And we are privileged to hold it in our hands and privileged to read it. We thank thee our Lord Jesus Christ is the centre of this whole book. We thank thee for all that we've been brought into through the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank thee for all that is coming and all the glory that will be ours in the day to come. These things are wonderful for us to contemplate. Lord Jesus, whom having not seen, Peter says we love thee. And we are longing for that day when we shall see thee as thou art. And we believe by our faith that we will see thee. Give thanks for thy word in thy precious name.